This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to HeyYA Extra Credit. Every other week, opposite the main HeyYA podcast, we'll bring you a short-form podcast of roughly 15 minutes of YA talk across a wide range of topics. I'm Tirza Price, and this week I want to talk about some duologies that I've been digging lately, particularly ones with their second books coming out in 2022. So if you like reading books with sequels, but you have serious fatigue, or you like waiting until all the books are out before you start a series, good news, you can read these very soon. So before I dig into that, let's go to our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by TBR, Book Riot's personalized book recommendation service. It's time to check out TBR, Book Riot's subscription service offering tailored book recommendations for readers of all stripes. With TBR, you tell our professional book nerds, we call them bibliologists, about your likes and dislikes, whether you want comfort or stretch reads, and of course, what your reading goals are. And then sit back while they comb through your Goodreads account, if you have one, and handpick recommendations and must-reads for you. TBR offers plans to receive three hardcover books in the mail, or you can get three recommendations by email. So there's an option for every budget, and the recommendations-only level is available worldwide. After each order, give your bibliologist feedback, update your requests to stay in line with your reading goals and expanding horizons, and basically have your own personal book concierge. Win-win. So that is TBR Book Riot's personalized book recommendation service. Thanks so much for sponsoring us. Um, You can go to mytbr.co to sign up today. It only takes a few minutes. That's mytbr.co. So this podcast idea... Um, was inspired by the fact that I have been devouring In the Serpent's Wake by Rachel Hartman. It is a fantasy book. It is a sequel to Tess of the Road, which came out in 2018. And when Tess of the Road came out in 2018, it was my like one of my favorite books of the year, if not my favorite book of the year. Um, it is a fantastic fantasy book that really kind of, I think, subverts uh, some of the expectations of the genre, but in a really interesting way. So very briefly, Tess of the Road is about a young woman named Tess. She is born to a pretty well-respected family, but her family has fallen on hard times and they need one of their daughters to marry well. Tess is a twin. She's the older twin, but she's a pretty big disappointment to her family. So they've been passing off her twin sister, Jeannie, as the you know older twin who needs to get married. So Tess's entire life as of late has been completely focused on getting Jeannie married well. And once that happens, she's not really sure what she's going to do. Her family um, seems bent on punishing her for some past mistakes. She's pretty miserable herself. She's punishing herself for her past mistakes. And so at the very beginning of the book, Jeannie gets married and Tess does something to absolutely ruin Jeannie's wedding and potentially like wreak havoc on her entire family life. And so her family basically decides... 
you know, basically get thee to a nunnery. And Tess is definitely not nun material. So rather than go to a convent, she decides to run away from home. And so she takes the road and she has no goals, no really destination in mind. She's just trying to outrun her past. So she is wandering and kind of picking a direction and just going for it. And along the way, she encounters an old friend and some unexpected people on the road. And it actually leads her to her destiny and her purpose. And so that sounds like very vague. This book is beautifully written. Um, What I like about it is that I think a lot of fantasy, particularly YA fantasy, starts with like this big hook or premise, some sort of high concept. And then, you know, you kind of explore your character through how they react or how they um, respond to being in this high concept sort of premise. Tess is almost the opposite. You know, we start with this like very almost I won't I don't hesitate to say low stakes, but it's this very personal sort of intimate story of somebody who is really haunted by her demons and she just decides to take to the road. And so for a long time you're just, you know, seeing all about all the ways that Tess is kind of beating herself up for a mistake that she made. And then as you go along and as she sort of starts to confront her past, the world, the fantasy world kind of widens a bit and you realize that like she does have this destiny that will tie into like, you know, not quite saving the world, but like those big stakes that you really love and expect in a fantasy series. And so Tessa the Road ends with her sort of poised to go on this next adventure. And that is In the Serpent's Wake, which by the time you're listening to this, I will probably be done with it. I only have about 150 pages left in it. It's so fantastic. And I'm really, really enjoying it. So if you haven't picked it up, I highly recommend that you do so. That's Tess of the Road and In the Serpent's Wake by Rachel Hartman. But it got me thinking about how, like, I really enjoy YA duologies. Because as I said at the beginning of this episode, I am feeling like this series fatigue of, you know, I love reading series and I love keeping on top of things. But the busier I am and and just the more reading demands I have on my life, I find it difficult to kind of read series as they come out. So now I'm kind of like, oh, you know, I'd like to wait until I can really marathon some books back to back because for some reason, it's easier for me and my brain to just do that in my schedule. But that's, you know, hard when you have multiple books and multiple series. So I'm really loving these duologies because I can wait a year to read a sequel if it's just, you know, two and done. So some uh, duologies that I picked up the first book to last year, really excited to read the sequel to this year. Um, First one I'm going to talk about, um, or I guess the second one, since I've already talked about Tess, is This Poison Heart by Kaylin Bayram. And um, I'm going to keep this, you know, non-spoilery. So if you haven't read any of these, don't worry. Um, But This Poison Heart um, is about a young woman named Briseis who is adopted. She has two wonderful moms. She lives in New York City. But she has a secret ability where she can grow plants. And not only that, but like plants are really drawn to her. And it's like, you know, a very noticeable sort of thing, um, which means that it's good that she lives in New York City, which is, you know, covered in concrete for the most part. And she tries to stay away from parks because if she's in a park with lots and lots of foliage and um, nature and plants, like the plants just all kind of gravitate towards her. So she's not really sure where this ability comes from. She's always kind of assumed that it must be 
you know, from her biological family whom she knows nothing about. Until one day, um, a lawyer visits them and says, hey, your biological aunt has passed away. She's left you her estate in Rhinebeck and, you know, everything's paid for. There's even a trust to like pay for property taxes. Basically, all you have to do is accept it and it's yours. And so it's kind of seems like too good to be true. Spoiler, because it is too good to be true. Um, I promise there won't be any spoilers, but that's, you know, obvious from the very beginning that something else is going to happen. So she and her moms go up there for the summer just to kind of check it out and see if like, hey, do we want to take this on? Do we want to live here maybe? And the estate is beautiful. It's, you know, clearly comes from a lot of money, a lot of like a long lineage of people who've you know, accumulated generational wealth and now have this giant estate, but they also has secrets. And one of those secrets is that it has gardens that have unusual plants. And there is an apothecary that is run out of this estate. And when she arrives, people begin wondering, oh, are you going to reopen the apothecary? And she learns that uh, her biological family has this reputation of, you know, creating these wonderful like elixirs and plants sort of concoctions that help people. And so she suspects, you know, that her suspicions were correct and her abilities do come from her biological family. But of course, um, there's more dangerous secrets at the estate, people who might want to use her abilities for bad. And she has to sort of discover and uncover all of this. So the end of this poison heart, it's not quite a cliffhanger. But it is really kind of like a open ending, like, oh, my goodness, big reveals. And um, because of that, I'm really excited to launch right into this Wicked Fate, which comes out this summer. And that promises to pick up where this Poison Heart you know, leaves off and hopefully dives into more of those secrets and gives us some answers about, you know, who who are the bad guys and what is the family hiding and what will happen next. So I'm really excited for that. The other duology that I really enjoyed, and I know I've talked about this book on the podcast before, The Initial Insult by Mindy McGinnis. This is a retelling of multiple Edgar Allan Poe works, but most notably The Cask of Amontillado. So the premise is that two former best friends, um, Tress and Felicity, have sort of gone their separate ways after this incident that happened um, a few years ago, where Felicity had to leave a sleepover at Tress's house early. Her parents promised, or her parents said that, you know, hey, it's okay, we'll take you home. And then they disappeared Felicity was found the next day, like abandoned um, by the river, no memory of what had happened the night before, and Tress's parents were never heard from again. So this is like devastating for Tress because she experiences like quite the fall in like class and social status. Um, She has to go live with her grandfather. She's living in poverty. She's, you know, mistreated. She's very unhappy. Uh, Meanwhile, Felicity just kind of like goes back to her old life and it's a pretty nice life. So it's senior year of high school. Tress is so upset that she's like, I'm going to get answers out of Felicity no matter what. So how she does this is on a Halloween party, she kidnaps Felicity, takes her into the basement of this old house that's set to be demolished, and she bricks her up behind an abandoned coal chute and was basically like, 
tell me what happened. And if you say something I don't like, or if you tell me a lie, I'm going to put another brick down. And so you get this really interesting dual history of the girls' friendship and their relationship since Tressa's parents disappeared. And you get both sides and you sort of realize that both girls see things very differently and they sort of have misunderstood each other through the years. But also you kind of get at like what really did happen to Tressa's parents. Now, this one does leave you on like a literal cliffhanger, just FYI. I mean, I finished the book and I was like, am I missing pages? I I was so upset. Um, So definitely if you are sensitive to cliffhangers or just don't want that in your life, you're going to want the last laugh, um, which picks up right after the initial insult leaves off. Good news for you. By the time you're listening to this, The Last Laugh will be out in less than a week. Um, so I'm really excited to pick this book up. I cannot wait. And I recently did an event with Mindy McGinnis in which she talked about um, which Edgar Allan Poe works are going to inspire The Last Laugh. And it's going to be kind of like the initial insult, multiple works that will be drawn throughout the book. The Last Laugh has some of his lesser known works. So I'm excited. Definitely going to pick that one up and I highly recommend it. And I guess the final one I want to mention, because I talked about Six Crimson Cranes last month on my um, extra credit episode. So Six Crimson Cranes is by Elizabeth Lim, and it is a sort of Japanese and um, Asian inspired retelling of the wild swans. Uh, Definitely go back and catch that episode if you missed it, because I recommended a couple of books inspired by that fairy tale. But since then, uh, the sequel to Six Crimson Cranes has been uh, revealed. The cover has been revealed. So the cover is gorgeous. The sequel is called The Dragon's Promise. And that's going to see, you know, what happens to Shiori after the ending of Six Crimson Cranes. So without spoiling um, too much, I will say that Six Crimson Cranes does see some resolutions, but it also sees, you know, some more questions being asked. And it does leave you kind of on an open-ended note, kind of like this Poison Heart, but not quite as bad of a cliffhanger as the initial insult. And so we will hopefully get answers in The Dragon's Promise. The Dragon's Promise comes out on August 30th. So, you know, it seems so far away, but I'm sure the time will fly right by. So that's kind of what I have for you today. There are, you know, three second books and duologies that I'm really excited about. And then, you know, the test books that I'm really enjoying right now. I really enjoy... Just seeing some, you know, really exciting storytelling being told in this two book duology format. Um, so if you like duologies and you have more to recommend me, I would love to hear about it. You can follow me. Um, I'm at Instagram and Twitter at Tears of Price. That's T-I-R-Z-A-H-P-R-I-C-E. Give me your recommendations. Let me know what you think of any of these books. You can also email us, both me and Erica, at heyya at bookriot.com. Thank you so much to today's sponsors for making the show possible. We really appreciate it. And as always, thank you to Jen Zink, our amazing audio editor, for making HeyYA sound great. We will see you again next week for the main podcast. We're going to be talking about YA book-to-movie and TV show adaptations. But until then, happy reading. Happy reading.